All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Limbless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Raya, and today I have my good friend, Sean Tepper. Sean is, first of all, just for you guys who don't know him, he's an 80s and 90s movies nerd. He loves to play guitar, but he is a founder and CEO of Ticker, a stock screener educational platform, which is an all-in-one solution to help you manage your investments. This guy will not only discuss about stocks, investing, and education, but really how and when to get started. So if you're on the fence about real estate, real estate investing, stock investing, or any kind of investing, Sean's the man. So let's, let's, let's get right into it. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools strategies and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time welcome to limitless md let's dive in if you're a physician who's making good money but you're feeling stuck in your current situation or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted then i want to introduce you to my newest program it's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10-plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high-achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. Sean, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Vic. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you go from playing guitars to running this amazing uh, SaaS solution, this uh, ticker? Uh, sure. Well, I knew that a career as a rock star was pretty unlikely and uh, the life on the road wasn't really for me. So yeah, I, I'm like, hey, you got to got to step it up here and find a real job. So I'll give you my background. I'll try to create a short version of the story. It's, it's a fun story. There's a few highlights within, but um, I've been in software engineering for the last 15 years. I had a business from 2006 to 2010, pretty much building software for small and mid-sized businesses. Um, that was a really difficult journey. Didn't really make a lot of money through the recession, but we got to work with several hundred businesses. And that's the point in my life where I really understood what's a scalable business and what's not. Like what kind of business would I really want to start and which should I, should I avoid? So anyway, I went through a merger in 2010 that wiped out all debts and liabilities. It wasn't like a big you know, million dollar paycheck and you ride off into the sunset. It was none of that. Um, and then at that point, I knew the type of business I wanted to create was SaaS, software as a service. So something that's subscription based, highly scalable. I didn't have any ideas at the time. So what do I do? I then transitioned and started working for larger businesses the last 10 plus years. So I, I've done a lot of work with GE, Kohler is another company as well. And that gave me the insight on how do large businesses and, and public businesses um, 
really market, operate, sell? How do they scale? How do they really move? And that gave me even more like insight and how do you really find great businesses to invest in? So that brought me to about 2015. I said, hey, I really want to get really serious about investing. And I know the guys that we all know, like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, um, they're not using emotions or feelings or gambling when they invest in the stock market. Like these guys do very well. What does that mean? So software engineering tells me they're using some kind of logic, in other words, math, to pick stocks. And I set out on this journey, rabbit hole, of course, on YouTube, and then read as many books as I could. And there's a lot of noise out there and a lot of bad advice. But I found a guy by the name of Phil Town that did reveal some of the calculations. And I started putting these calculations into Excel, kind of created my own version. And just to take a step back, like Warren Buffett, he has mentioned if he was just managing a few million dollars, he could consistently make 50% per year, at least 15 to 50% per year. And I was like, really? Okay, let's see if we can do that. So with this algorithm I created, I made for four years uh, between 15 and 50%, sometimes more. And that brought me to 2009. I'm like, you know what? Let's start sharing this with other people. This was all in Excel, so it was very clunky. But I started sharing this with some other retail investors as well as institutions. And the, the consistent question was, when are you going to turn this into a software? And that was my idea. 10 years later, I've got my SaaS idea. So, so yeah, we went live in 2020. And we have a little over 5,000 customers around the globe. So we serve really anybody around the globe that wants to invest. And what Ticker does is, in layman terms, it's a screener. So it finds good stocks and steers you away from risky stocks. Um, and it looks at the financials. And then what it does is it teaches you how to invest along the way. So if you're brand new and you're not sure what to do, it'll guide you along the way. And then, of course, it'll, it'll give you those on sale, those green stocks as we show on our platform. Well, that's awesome. Um, so what, let me ask you a question. You, mm -hmm. you started this in 2020. What did you do from 2009 when you already had a good idea to 2020, that, those 11 years? Well, I worked for large businesses. I, I, and it was nothing glamorous. I worked in project management. And, and what made you not move forward with this sooner? Or, or, or were you developing it the whole time? I actually didn't have the idea. I, I got into actually to take a step back in 2010, around the merger, I started getting into angel investing, which is nothing glamorous. It's investing in private businesses. And I started investing in tech, biz, tech businesses. I never had that thousand X return. I made some money, but not a lot. And I'm like, you know what? I could be at it for decades swinging for the fence. And that motiva motivated me to turn to the public market where you can use, you know, you get access to the financial data. So it was really 2015 when that's when I got serious about the stock market. But fortunately, I had a solid 10 years of running businesses and building businesses and, of course, working for public companies to to have a good foundation. So, so, so all the future entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast, the doctors who who have ideas, but they, they don't know what to do, give them some advice on. They're sitting mm -hmm. on a gold mine of something they've created, whether it's a patent, whether it's an idea, whether it's a strategy, whether it's a, a, a pivot potentially of something outside of medicine, but, but they have something and it won't go away. It's still there. Sure. How do you take that idea and map it onto this, you know, potentially huge company that you've created with Ticker? Great question. And I'll tell you right off the bat, you don't have to create something right away. 
What you want to do is you want to at least run the idea by your customers. This is one thing that can happen to people is they'll share it with friends and family. And guess what? Your friends or family are going to try to protect you and be like, you know, I don't think you should do that. Or are you sure? That seems really risky. You want to go right to the source like I did. Talk to the people that are in that space and get their feedback. And then the next step is you want to start to put together, you can you can use PowerPoint of all things, where you want to get some UI design, some user interface designs that kind of walk people through the experience and do as much as you can to get feedback before you start building the tool, before you start software engineering, because that's where the real expenses come. So if you got a great idea, just go talk to people. So Sean, sounds like this is a lot of the lean startup methodology is what you've been using. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah. that's, that's amazing. And the, for those of you guys who don't know, agile or lean is essentially like, you know, we as doctors or professionals, we're perfectionists. We wait till like the idea is completely mapped up, vetted, you know, tested, and then we present it to the marketplace or to our customers or patients. And we're, and then we get, you know, then we, we think they're going to fall in love with it. But the lean methodology, which is what Sean says, take, take, just take your rough idea back of the napkin thing and just go flush the ideas out among experts in the industry. They'll give you really good feedback. And then based on that, yeah. tweak it and then, Bring the crappiest version of that thing to market <laughs> and, and and create call it a beta and see what people That's say. Right. And based on that, tweak, tweak, tweak. And then now maybe now you're ready for the paid version. Then you you launch that out. And it's it's not like ticker's done. I'm assuming you keep tweaking the, the software, keep tweaking the services, mm -hmm. the the algorithm until I mean you probably there's no never, it's not never done. It's always going to be improving. It you're right. And just to piggyback on a few comments there is. You, you don't want to invest all that time because that's a large waste of time and money. You want to actually put the hard work on the customer. It's like you should be in the ballpark with an idea, but you don't have to be in the dead center bullseye. Like come to the market, like you said, back in the napkin, simple PowerPoint, uh, recruit designs and just get in the ballpark because then you hear them ask for, okay, I like that, but what about this, this, and this? And that's the moment. That's what you want. You can start asking those same questions like, what do you think? And then go to this person. What do you think? And you start to get consistent feedback and then you know what features you need to create. Then you can start engineering and going to market. And then, like you said, it's never done. Like our tool is always changing. We're always adding something or taking away something. Yeah. And the quote, guys, I like to live by is, you know, uh, version one is always better than version none. So let's get it out there <laughs> and, and show it to uh, show yes. to people. And if it, and if it's going to, if it's going to thrive, then the marketplace will tell you if it's going to die, they'll tell you too. But right. the lack of no, getting any sensory feedback is why, you know, you're going to, your idea will languish. So let's, let's get into this. Um, I know a lot of real estate millionaires. I don't know that many stock millionaires. Can you help me understand why that is, Sean? Okay, here's a question for you. There's a little over 3,000 billionaires in the world. And of those 3,000 billionaires, of, of, the, of the, the percentage, how many of them do you think are entrepreneurs? How many do you think are real estate investors? And how many do you think are stock investors or, or those that leverage the stock market in some way, shape, or form? Uh, if I, again, I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to guess. Um, I would say most of our entrepreneurs. That is correct. And then second place? Uh, real estate? Stock market. Stocks? Okay. Yep. The reason is, I'll give you an example. And now is a perfect time. So 
we'll actually, I'll give a reference here back to 2008. What happened in 2009 is the number of millionaires around the world increased by 17%. It was the largest millionaire creating event ever, obviously, because incomes and, and, and the way money grows has just grown considerably since the prior um, recession or, or pullback in the market, which was the dot-com. And then prior to that was the early 90s. And in that year those people became millionaires from one main source and that was a stock market because the efficiency of money there's nothing like it like on my podcast i bring in a lot of real estate investors and it's great for building residual income but let's say you put in let's say 10 million dollars into the stock market and it's a down market like now you can double that in a year you can turn that into 20 million just the simplicity of putting in the market within real estate, I'm sure you're an expert here, not me. There's a little more uh, work that needs to be done. Be done. Yeah. Find the right properties, find the right locations, sure. right? Yeah. yeah. Efficiency. So, yeah, it, the, the, and, but that being said, we don't necessarily go up as high as stocks. The, uh, the converse is also true. Uh, we don't also go as quickly down as well. So, that being right. said, why do you think the average um, investor struggles with stocks while Granted, there seems to be some really uh, savvy people out there that have crushed the market, the, the stock market. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between the and it's not lack of uh, I know so many doctors and so many other people who literally spend all the free hours day training or, or and mm -hmm. they don't they they say, oh, I, I this this is the year I'm going to make it. This is the year I'm going to make it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to. Oh, man, my options. You just watch out, guys. And then it, it they never crush it. In fact, sometimes they get crushed by it. What's the difference between those people? And they're smart. They're, these people are PhDs, they have MDs or uh, JDs. They're, they're smart guys, sure. but not necessarily in the stock market, but they're smart. And they have disposable income. They're willing to donate. I mean, not donate. <laughs> it mm -hmm. seems like a donation. 200000 400000 a million dollars, you know, invested. Uh, what's, what have you seen from, uh, especially from your software and from your experience with these investors? Yeah, so there's two points there I want to touch on. Number one, is the one thing that's the difference why people don't make a lot of money and it's not math it's not business acumen it's emotions it's managing emotions like right now there's there's people that sell they sell into the dip they sell when the market's going down that's the last thing you want to do that going back to that article regarding the 17 percent or the the number of millionaires increasing what they did is they held and they bought more and if you can if you can practice the Warren Buffett quote, be greedy when the market is fearful and fearful when the market is greedy, you will do very well. Now to touch on the difference here, I'm going to talk about a difference here. You have investors and you have traders. So going back to that 3000 billionaires in the world, guess how many of those people are traders? I'm saving a small number. Zero. Oh, wow. Yeah. Trading. And I've got an article on ticker that talks about this. Trading is still a job. You are working for money, whereas investing, you flip that equation and money works for you because trading, you got to read charts, you got to read news, you're trying to time the market. And I think it's like 99 point something traders lose money because trying to time the market is nearly impossible. It's going to move around and you can't control that. Investing, it's a pretty simple strategy. It's buying great businesses with great financials. And when they go down, you keep buying more. You just keep buying more and you repeat, you rinse and repeat over and over and over. And that's how you 
you build significant wealth in the stock market. Sean, uh, I'm assuming you've taken your own advice and you've done some of this. Have you seen some tremendous increases in your own net worth and your yeah. and your and your income from all this? Yeah. So to give you context, with the returns I've made in the market, you know, the 15 to 50 percent is is pretty average. I'm actually closer to 50 percent, but I'll give a perfect example here, which was 2020. And going back to 2008, I was just getting out of college. So I had like no money and I couldn't capitalize on that recession. But 2020, I was prepared. The COVID dip happened in two, it was uh, March and April. The market went down very quickly. It went down like 30%. And there's a term that Phil Town, I got to give him credit for this, which is called stockpiling. You want to you want to keep that cash ready to deploy when the market goes down. Well, I went in heavy in March and April. And when that market turned around and started going up by summer, I was already up 60%. By the end of the year, my returns that year were 120. So my net worth doubled, well over doubled in one year. And right now, as we're speaking, guess what? I'm doing the same thing. Capitalize, get that capital in. And fortunately, ticker, it, it guides us on that journey to make sure you're buying when the market is down. So, so this is going to be a big year, even though it's painful right now, it's going to be a, <laughs> a really yeah. big year. Yeah. I, you know, exactly. I'm, I'm doing the same thing in the, in the real estate market. It's uh, I'm excited and that deals are starting to fall out. Right. Everything is starting to, people are worrying and concerned. And I'm like, oh man, this is my time. Cause I was competing, you know, a couple of months ago and then you was hard. You had to give your firstborn to get a deal done. Now it's like, <laughs> They're like, sure. oh yeah, it's ten percent below asking. Go ahead, take it. <laughs> sure, sure. So uh, yes, uh, I that Warren Buffett quote is, um, I think it's in, uh, etched into my memory as well. So, look, I have, you know, I I know there's a lot of beginning investors out there. Let's talk about these beginning investors for a second. Mm -hmm. Then I want to talk about these guys who are old. You know, you know, they they they've been around the market for years and years. They sure. think they know the best, but can those people now consider maybe using your software? readapt their strategies but let's go back to like look i have some college students i have some you know i have young ones who are interested in the mm -hmm. stock market how can they use your software to to start their investing career what we tell people is when you get started in the stock market your goal should not be to make money you want to just relax a little bit and your goal is to build confidence so start small start with between a hundred and a thousand dollars buy like one stock two stocks three stocks whatever but as soon as you can get that momentum going every month to buy more, more good stocks, that's when your confidence naturally increases. And then, then you can really open up the fire hose and go. But first things first, just start small. Yes. I love yeah. that. I love that. Uh, what, uh, tell me about, um, you know, the people who, who use, who get emotional, how does your software prevent that emotionality? Mm-hmm. So with our training, we have an onboarding sequence when you join to get a new mail, email every day that kind of guides you through that. And, and with Ticker, it's, it's all about paying attention to not only what Ticker is telling you, it's, it's the, the math within like, hey, is this a good business because it's, it's financially sound? That's great. So it's checking that box. Um, we look at what's called the four M's. This is a training that Phil Town has really passed on. And I'll, I'll just give you the four M's now. We can break each down briefly. So you've got the margin of safety, which represents all the math of investing. And Ticker does that for us right away. 
So we know what's a good business and what's bad, but you also need to look at the meaning moat management. And knowing that you have a lot of physicians, a lot of doctors in your audience, you know, when I think about the, be- the meaning, that's the type of business model, that's the industry. You probably have a lot of people who are well aware of like medical tech or pharma or you know, any kind of business in that space are going to have better knowledge than somebody like me. Like my background is tech. I know tech businesses really well, but I don't know pharma. I don't really know food industry really well, right? Um, so these guys might have, or and women too, might have an edge over the competition by knowing what's going on in the industry. So that's that's box number two. The third box is moat. So that's the competition. Obviously, you don't want to get into a space that's highly competitive. One of those was marijuana stocks a few years ago. It's a very easy business to start because you just need a greenhouse and dehumidifiers and you're up and running. Um, so it's like anybody who can fog a mirror can start this business. That's to me, that's a no-go. Um, but what are businesses that are hard to start, hard to build and have low competition? So again, your audience might know that already. And then the final M is management. This can be fun. So that's the CEO. What kind of experience do they have in the past? I like to use the the American football analogy, let's say you you just lost your quarterback and you want to win a Super Bowl, you're going to go to the local high school and find some kid who's 18 and you want to find some quarterback out there that's won championship games, right? So finding a good CEO with a track record of winning, if you can check all four boxes, your chances of making big returns or at least positive returns on the market are really high. And it's not too difficult. That's good. I love the, the, it's the fundamentals versus just, you know, a lot of technical. Yeah, that's BS. <laughs> yeah. yeah, use the fundamentals. And and yeah. you've been testing this for almost, what, you, you've been getting the 15 to 50 results. Since 2015 and 16. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Do you think your strategy will work in all market cycles? So right now I will set expectations. Like right now my portfolio, and this is the value investing strategy, like I hold 10 stocks and we tell our customers to hold between 10 and 15. So it's very focused, but you have to embrace the downside. So right now my portfolio is down like 60 to 70%. I'm okay with that because I'm not looking to make big returns this year. I'm I'm piling in, I'm stockpiling. So when the market takes off, that's when you turn, that's when you make those big returns. So that just setting that, if you got a portfolio of like a million, two million, five million, can you stomach that getting cut in half? You got to ask that question. Now, keep in mind, you, you do not sell. You never sell when it's down. You embrace that, that trough and you ride that up. Of course, you better have bought a lot. And that's, that's where you make some big money. So that's a strategy. Sean, last question before we start wrapping up here. Um, a lot of people have been in the recent years with all the books out there, low cost index funds, you know, mm-hmm. they said that's the way to go compared to individual stocks uh, or options. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? So index funds, ETFs and mutual funds, I put in one category. You can go into those, but keep in mind, you're not going to realize the big gains. You're going to realize pro- or, or see lower losses. Of course, you don't want to sell when you're going down, but you're also on the flip side of that equation. You're not going to get those big 15 to 50% returns. Um, you, you know, the market average is like between 8 and 10%. If you're buying those products, that's what you can expect. Got it. So that I think it, for conservative people who can't handle the the paper losses or, you know, mm-hmm. occasional downturns that we see, uh, 
then that might be a good strategy. But for people who who are really trying to build wealth long term, what you're suggesting is you know focus on the top five to ten stocks, and right. and and with the good fundamentals, and you buy them at the right times, and ride them up, and then during downtimes you double down. Yes, and that seems to be yes. the strategy. I'll, and and having the take out the emotions because when emotions are high, intelligence is low. Is that correct, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I got to share an inspirational story for you and your audience. So you've got a lot of people in your audience who are they're they're making better than average income. You know, you've got some high high income earners, which is great. Well, on the opposite side of that spectrum is there's a story by a guy by the name of Ronald Reed. He was a janitor and he amassed a wealth of $8 million. How does a janitor do that? This is a guy making a low income. What he did is he kept a very focused portfolio. This was like through the 70s, 80s and 90s. So he's buying Johnson & Johnson, GE, probably an automotive company like Ford. And he kept a really focused portfolio and just kept buying more. He never sold, kept buying more. And there you go, $8 million, a janitor. So if he can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely all right uh, any any last thoughts and then i'm going to ask people how they can find out more about your company ticker t-y-k-r as well as uh you as well sean tupper the founder and ceo no you ask a bunch of great questions so yeah I'll leave it to you okay okay awesome guys well i highly recommend people get in touch and, and get in this guy's universe i mean this is amazing the kind of information he shared in just like 25 minutes um Really, it sounds like this could work for a lot of different folks. Uh, if you're a beginner, if you're already starting to dabble and you've had a couple of years of experience in stock investing, or if you're advanced, but you're sick and tired of not really hitting it out of the park yet, and you want to know a good reasonable strategy, this software could potentially be a, a good solution. So how can they find out more, Sean? And, and, um, and what's next for people who are interested? Yeah, I keep it pretty simple. Just go to ticker.com. That's T-Y-K-R.com. And then if anybody has questions, I'm quite active on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Okay. Awesome, guys. Um, be active, invest, learn more, educate yourself, and, and, and take your wealth to the next level, my friends. And hopefully our guest today has shown you how to do that in the stock market. So until next time, guys, be phenomenal. And I'll catch you later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal. <laughs>